Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful Brandon, Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. This is your co-host, Ryan Cabrera. And I'm in Studio E, Studio E, Studio A with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. Hello, Shalom. Yeah. Welcome. So we've got some cool stuff coming up. The fall feasts are on their way. We are currently in the season of Teshuvah, uh, getting ready for the fall feast. And so uh, if this is your first time listening, Teshuvah, for you Christians who are getting your, your Hebrew roots, finding the Torah... Um, teshuvah means uh, return, uh, which which really you know the the connotation there is repentance, and so the season of repentance is where we return to God prior to the fall feast. We as a congregation from uh, the first day in the month of Elul, which happened to coincide this year with September first, uh, through the twenty first of Elul, we do a twenty one day Daniel fast, um, and we are currently smack into that right now. We're in the what the third week, so we're coming to the the tail end, just a few more days. I'm I'm uh I'm feeling it. I've uh, been enjoying. That's right. Stay out of the food court. The mall. Stay out of the food court. <laughs> I uh, they do make smoothies though, right there on the outside there. Oh, there there's you a, go. There's a place where you can get a a real good smoothie. There you go. That's oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I had some juice over the weekend. You know, some like cold pressed juice. That was good. Man, that was filling. I tell you, that was good stuff. Sure, Ryan. <laughs> so. A um, couple things uh, uh, for upcoming events. Um, the fall feasts are beginning uh, the first night. We're having our celebration for Yom Teruah on the 29th, which is a Sunday evening, and on September 30th, which is a Monday evening, um, the uh, the night of the trumpet blast of the nations. And so uh, the theme of this year's uh, Yom Teruah celebration is the gates are open. And so uh, following uh, September uh, 29th, which is a Sunday, and September 30th, which is the Monday at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. respectively, uh, then 10 days later, uh, we are having, uh, our, well, I say not 10 days later because we're going right there October 2nd, uh, which is the Wednesday, Thursday, and then the next Tuesday. So the 2nd, 3rd, and 8th, we have a 10 a.m., a 10 a.m., and a 7 p.m. And so the 2nd and 3rd are our mikvahs, and then on the 8th, we have 7 p.m., our Colony Dre service for Yom Kippur. And so I'll give you guys more announcements and dates. You can go to our website, and you can check out um, what dates and stuff we have coming up. Um, if you get our newsletter, uh, which you can sign up for on uh, our website, then you can get all of this information ahead of time as well. One other thing for you podcast listeners that I want to mention is that we are having a uh, feast of Shavuot, uh, in May of next year, uh, tour of Israel. So we're, we're going to Israel, um, with Lipkin tours. You can go to lipkintours.com and you can find out more information about it. It starts on, uh, uh, sorry, Sunday, May 24th and ends on Friday, June 3rd. And so that's 11, uh, you have your choice of an 11 day trip or a 17 day trip. Um, and so come and join us, uh, here at Beit Tehillah, House of Praise, uh, to have a great time in the land of Israel. Um, and uh, just to repeat this for you guys, Exodus 34, 24 says, Three times a year you shall celebrate a feast to me. Um, and then, I'm sorry, that's Exodus 23, 14. And then it says, I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders, and no man shall covet your land when you go up three times a year to appear before the Lord your God. And that's Exodus 34, 24. And so um, I think it'll be a life-changing trip for anybody that gets to go. 
Uh, and I think it even says that you'll never be the same. So if you guys want more information, again, go to LipkinTours.com. The, the trip starts on Sunday, May 24th, and there is this year an 11-day option and a 17-day option. So that's exciting, exciting stuff. So without further ado, we are studying the tour portion, Ki Tavo, which means when you enter. And this can be found in the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 26 and verse 1 and ending in chapter 29 and verse 9. Very good. Deuteronomy, of course, is the book of remembrance. And, of course, contained within this particular Torah portion are the blessings and the cursings or the curses. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, look at uh, the beginning of this particular uh, portion here. We have, of course, the harvest offerings right out of the gate here. And, uh, of course, the uh, question is, were the children of Israel to bring the first of all the fruit of the earth to the priest after they enter the promised land? Yes. Once Once again, it's a agricultural society. Uh, the children of Israel were to bring the first of all the fruit of the earth to the priest after they entered the promised land. And of course, the priest was to put the basket that contained the first fruits before the altar of the Lord. Isn't this interesting? You know, everything is a central point there, you know, as, as we look at the uh, the priesthood and the tabernacle and the, and the future temple. Uh, it's all a central point of contact, a point of meeting. Uh, and of course, in the third year, a special tithe was collected, Deuteronomy 26 12, it says, When thou hast made an end of tithing all the tithes of thine increase, the third year, which is the year of tithing, and hast given it unto the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that they may eat within thy gates and be filled. Wow, provision, you know, for the uh, uh, unfortunate there, you know. So that's pretty cool. In the third year, a special tithe was collected. The number three means divine of the Lord. Now, two things are going to flow from the land, and it's milk and honey. Milk and honey, baby. Milk and honey. Two things that you cannot have on the Daniel Fest. No, you cannot. <laughs> Almond milk. <laughs> Rice milk. Coconut milk. You ever milk. seen that video of the milk and the almonds? You've seen that? like that? Yeah, that was parody? Tim Hawkins. That's, that's a tough job, man. I'm telling you. Uh, God's people are to keep the following five things. Walk in his ways. Keep his statutes. His commandments, his judgments, and hearken to his voice. You know, even this voice boon from heaven, you know, talking about listen to his son. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, you know. Uh, and also, you know, hearken to his voice goes back to the prophecy that God would raise up a prophet from among their own brethren that would speak words and you must heed his words. And that was, of course, fulfilled in Yeshua. We see that. And so uh, as we get into, let's see here, Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse 18, and it says, And the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people, as he hath promised thee, and that thou shouldest keep all his commandments. Right there. Thou shalt keep all of his commandments. This unique possession uh is, is, of course, uh, it's a peculiar people. It means a unique possession. Segula, you know, uh, I've engraved you on the palm of my hand, you know. This particular type of jewelry or stone or, uh, or treasure, unique possession, would be held in his hand, you know. It wouldn't be worn in his, you know, ring finger or uh, a necklace or a bracelet. No, a nose ring, an earring. No, no, it's in his hand. And it says in the scriptures that no one can snatch you out of his hand. Wow. 
because you're such a unique possession. Uh, all of you listening to the podcast that are having Torah written in your minds and your hearts that, that are Christians as well, listen, um, the Father loves you. You are a unique possession. And uh, when you get around other people, they fear you. They really do. They fear you because they, they have another spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. You're his child. And so people will direct digs towards you or, or be derogatory or fault-finding or whatever it is. They'll come after you, but it's okay. But it goes on to say in Deuteronomy 26, 19, And to make thee high above all nations, which he hath made in praise and in name and in honor, and that thou mayest be a holy people unto the Lord thy God, as he hath spoken. So he wants a people for his namesakes. He says right here, high above all nations or people, you know, and we could actually find this uh, in other references as well. I'm going to look in Exodus 19.5. Let's check it out here. Let's look at it. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine. Wow. Don't worry about not fitting in. That's the biggest thing you have to get over is you don't fit in. Get over it. It's okay. You are a peculiar people. Once again, a peculiar treasure. It means a unique possession. Segula, you know. And as we even look even at some other references here, because we have this question in our in our outline that we did last night. The question is, why would God choose a people that would be above all others for keeping his covenant and hearing his voice? Now, I already gave you Exodus 19.5, but what about Deuteronomy? Let's check out Deuteronomy. Here we go. I love this, people. Uh, the Jews are God's chosen people. There's many references to this. Get over it. He, he chose them. So check this out. In Deuteronomy, I'm going to read 7.6, okay? It says, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Yeah. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people, for ye were the fewest of all people. Look at the Jewish population today. But because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Verse 9 of Deuteronomy 7. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth the covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Wow, what do you think about that, Ryan? Well, unbelievable. Uh, I think I think that you know, at the end of the day, right when it talks about hearing His voice and keeping His covenant, we have to seek Him in order to hear His voice, and so um, and then keeping His covenant, He blesses you for a thousand generations. So I think that seeking the Lord, seeking His face, is probably the the primary thing that we should be doing. And how many of us are doing that on a daily basis? I, I would I would venture to say it's not as many as it should be. That is good. You know, and it goes on to say in Deuteronomy 14, 2, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. So this ain't about favoritism. It's about God wanting a people for his namesakes. You know, I, I, God chose me. I didn't choose him. Well, he needs representation on and the so, earth. And so, you know, it, it's, it's the calling, you yeah. know. And I'll, I'll just look in here real quick here. It's very interesting how 
the Apostle Paul was from the tribe of Benjamin. And of course, the interesting thing about Paul was that he would be sent to the Gentiles, okay? Now, here we go. Check this out. This is what happened with Ananias. He was told to go and pray for Paul, and he was not real sure about that. Well, he was Saul of Tarsus at that point, but he was told to, to go and to pray for, for Saul of Tarsus. And check this out. This is what the Lord says to him. But the Lord said unto him, which is Ananias, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So the Apostle Paul was chosen. He was Saul of Tarsus. He was changed to the Apostle Paul. He said that he was going to, to bear the Lord's name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Come on, somebody. So we can see the church today, which are the Gentiles, and, and those of us that are grafted in, right? Boom. You know, here we are. And it's so this is, this is an incredible portion of Scripture, Ryan, if you ask me. You got any last thoughts on that? Well, I just think that uh, that you know, there's there's some interesting things in the trends in Christianity as of late, and and one of them is is that idea of neo relativism. What's right for you is right for you. What's right for me is right for me. Um, and we know that's that's not biblical. It's hogwash. There is an absolute truth. His name is Yeshua, and so Paul is being uh, given the mantle as as the messenger to us. And so a lot of times, you know, you're listening to people preach and, and kind of some of the red flags, because it won't always be obvious, but it'll be like, oh, you know, I kind of disagree with Paul on this this item. Or, or you know, I wonder if if Paul, you know, is, is really supposed to be part of Scripture. Or, you know, you, you hear these, these kind of catchphrases where if you're just listening to somebody preach and you're not kind of alert to these red flags, then you you might just kind of let it pass by without even a second thought, kind of like the way you used to read the name Israel or Ephraim and Judah uh, in the scriptures previously, but now you don't, right? So I, I would just say that when we see Paul and that God is putting this mantle upon him, this is the word. these words, these letters that the pastor just read are in red. This is Yeshua talking to Ananias, telling him, this is the person that I am sending to the Gentiles, to kings and to the children of Israel. And the children of Israel includes the northern kingdom and includes those grafted into Israel, the strangers, the sojourners, and the foreigners. So when you take all of that into account, now we see, wow, we should really listen to Paul. <laughs> what do you, I mean, Paul might have something to say that we should listen to. And, you know, even Peter, you know, has some things to say about Paul saying, you know, hey, yeah, some of the stuff that he says might be kind of hard to understand if you twist it, you know, to your own demise. And so it's important that we, we read Paul carefully, but that we heed his words and that we understand that his words uh, that are included in Scripture are Scripture. Wow, that's incredible. So we're going to get into Deuteronomy chapter 27, verses 1 through 10. Ryan's going to read the altar at Mount Ebal. That's the caption, the altar at Mount Ebal. So once again, Deuteronomy chapter 27, verses 1 through 10. All right. And Moses, with the elders of Israel, commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you this day, and it shall be on the day when ye shall pass over Jordan unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, that thou shalt set thee up great stones and plaster them with plaster. And thou shalt write upon them all the words of this law when thou art passed over, that thou mayest go in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, a land that floweth with milk and honey, as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee. 
Therefore it shall be when ye be gone over Jordan that ye shall set up stones, set up these stones, which I command you this day in Mount Ebal, and thou shalt plaster them with plaster. And there shall thou build an altar unto the Lord thy God, an altar of stones. Thou shalt not lift up any iron tool upon them. Thou shalt build the altar of the Lord thy God of whole stones, and thou shalt offer burnt offerings thereupon, uh, thereon, thereon unto the Lord thy God. <coughs> and thou shalt offer peace offerings, and shalt eat there and rejoice before thy God, before the Lord thy God. And thou shalt write upon the stones all the words of this law very plainly. And Moses, the priests, the Levites, spake unto all Israel, saying, Take heed and hearken, O Israel, this day. Thou art become a people of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God and do his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Wow. So this is the altar at, at Joshua's altar, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we have, of course, you know, what was put on stones with plaster after they entered the promised land. In Deuteronomy 27, verses 1 through 3, the, all the words of this law. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is what they, uh, they, they set up like this memorial. Um, put the plaster on the stones, put all the words of this law, like, a, like as a memorial. Almost like on the altar, right? After they entered the promised land, yeah. you know, like, hey, here's a memorial. Which is why they call it Joshua's altar, because Joshua's going to be the one to build it. Here's but the command the stones. This is That's separate, though. Is it? Okay. The, yeah, the memorial stones have the, uh, the, the, the words of the law written on them. Stones but, but of what remembrance. Was, but what was to be built on Mount Ebal was, of course, an altar. And it's interesting. This is the, the altar that Joshua would build. And, of course, it was discovered in the 80s, 1980s, by... Adam Zertel, an archaeologist who passed away in 2015. But anyway, we've actually been to Joshua's altar. I haven't been. I was thwarted twice to the, to the altar, but my son Nehemiah has pictures of him being over there and everything in, in our group that went, I believe, in, uh, I want to say, last year. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, went, they went both years, right? I, th I think so, yeah. yeah. So anyway... Check out Joshua's altar online, man. It's a fascinating uh, observation, and, and actually, Aaron Lipkin is real big on promoting that as well. Uh, and so he has actually multiple archaeological videos of different cities and towns and stuff. So it's really neat. You know, <coughs> another thing is this idea of these stones of remembrance. Um, I think we've talked about this, you know, previously in the podcast before. But the idea of stones of remembrance are things like when there's major events in your life that um, God has brought you through something. That, that there should be a memorial for Just that like event. Just like 9-11 is a memorial. Right, right. The two towers went down. Exactly right. Something something that, that calls to mind uh, the work of the Lord in the event that you were, um, in the in the event that, that took place, so that you don't forget, because how quickly do we, even 9-11, that's a great example, because we were all united as a country in 2001 on, on September 12th, Right. And how everybody was, you know, very patriotic and, and working together, and we kind of had one accord at least at that time. Right. And then how quickly that fades, and you know, fast forward to 2019, and yeah, you know, it's interesting. If it's in the spiritual, it's going to be in the natural. You know, uh, Joshua was an Ephraimite. Remember that he was an Ephraimite, everybody. And if you look up Ephraim and you know Ephraimites, uh, they're a mixed breed. You know, they the promise made, of course, to Joseph's. Uh, Son of Friday, he would become a bunch of different ethnic groups. Go back and read the blessing that Jacob gave to him. You know, he gave him the firstborn blessing. So it's very interesting. And so I'm going to have Ryan go ahead and continue on in the bullet points here. 
dealing with the following six tribes and different things, and we're going to go ahead and continue on with that. But once again, just going back to Joshua real quick before he reads, this is what was my thought. Um, you know, Jews for Jesus came about in the 70s. And then in the 80s, you got the Hebrews of the Christian faith kind of birthed and, and a grassroots movement springing up. So this isn't by accident, you know. And by the way, Joshua's altar was found in the 80s. So there's something about an archaeological find or dig to represent Joshua, Ephraim, that Ephraim would come out of the nations. All of you listening to this podcast or, that are having Torah written in your minds and your hearts and you're Christians, you're filled with the Spirit, you've been born again, baptized in water, listen to me closely. And you're drawn to the things that are Jewish or you're drawn to Israel, the Jewish people, and all these things like the feast days, the dietary laws. You know, I'm going to tell you something. You're Ephraim. There's no other way of explaining it. It's, it's right there in the scriptures that you would come back once you were not a people, but now you're a people. So I want to encourage you to, to research this and look at this. And you're not replacing anybody. You're just a part of the redemptive plan. Ephraim would become a multitude of people. And when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, Paul says, all of Israel will be saved. So we can't be sitting on our blessed assurance, everybody. You got to get up off your duff and you got to do the work. You got to have action. Take action. Be positive, you know. Do your part. Even if you're a small group or just a couple or one person, make a difference because the Father's coming for you. He is going to gather you because that's the promise, you know. And now this whole gathering thing has been hijacked through the rapture teaching in the context of we're all going to be zapped out of here. Then who's going to preach the gospel? You know, that's all I'm saying. I'm not against the rapture, but I'm saying we got a lot of work to do. we got a lot of things to accomplish. And so once again, we're sitting on our blessed assurance when we should be doing the work. So, so Ryan, tell us more about this, this event here at Mount Ebal. So basically what's going to happen is that uh, six of the tribes are going to stand on Mount Ebal. Six of the tribes are going to stand on Mount Gerizim. Uh, the six tribes uh, that are going to stand on Mount Gerizim <coughs> to bless the people were Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And then the six tribes that would stand on Mount Ebal to curse were Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And so a person was cursed for um, removing his neighbor's landmark was an example given. A person was cursed for perverting the judgment on a stranger, the fatherless, uh, or a widow uh, given in verse 19. And a person was cursed for lying with his sister in verse 22. You know, Ryan, real quickly here, uh, Casey Anderson is one of our young people. She's like 19 years old over in the land of Israel right now with Ha Yovel, a Daughters of Zion program for three months. And she sent me a picture of her hand on this cluster of grapes that just looks surreal, you know. Yeah. And Carolyn just got back, one of our elders. She was part of the harvest. She said you would just go look at these grapes and grab them. They would just burst with juices, you know, like the land is just bursting with life in agriculture right now. You know, and so, Ryan, we're just reading this right now about Mount Gerizim. And, you know, here, here's one of our young people picking the grapes on Mount Gerizim. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, all you need is two good witnesses, Caleb and Joshua. Well, we got Casey over there. Carolyn just came out. We got some good witnesses, Ryan. Yeah, we got Casey and, and, and Carolyn. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing the WhatsApp, and I'm watching, looking at these pictures. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, when we go to video, maybe we can show some of these things. Oh, yeah, we definitely can. We could figure out a way to show, hey, look at these grapes. Look at this. Oh, there's no doubt that we can. You know what we'll do is just put like a TV behind us or something, and we can just like We'll boom. figure it out, yeah. Little little screen. Yeah, figure just it out. Just bring it up. I'm glad that you just said that we're going to go to video. Well, That's well, exciting. We'll see how that works out. You guys should send out. us emails and tell us how much you guys we'll, want us we'll to go see to how video. That works out. <laughs> Listen, because Deuteronomy's coming to an end. We got a new tour cycle coming. We got to spice it up, you know? We will be spicing it up. <laughs> 
that's good. I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, so it gives a, a list of some of the cursings, and then uh, we come into verse 28, and we're going to read about the blessings for obedience. Go ahead and read Deuteronomy 27, 26. Ryan. Oh, you couldn't in, in, stop me if you in tried. In conclusion to Deuteronomy 27. Now, this is important, right? Because how many people are blowing off the Torah? Oh, yeah. They don't believe it. It's done away with, or ignorance, or immaturity. But check this out. So here's what it says, verse 26 of 27, which is how we end chapter 27. It says, Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen. Amen means so be it. Wow. So we're here to confirm the Torah. The Torah is good for today. It's teachings and instructions. Come on, somebody. Those of you that are listening to this podcast, we really appreciate you listening to this and sharing this because we want to encourage you as the listener because you're family, you're, you're our brothers, you're our sisters, and we think about you, and we pray for you, we love you, and we love that you're going to get this message that the Father's given us to give, Christians with Torah, CWTs, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the move, that's really what it is, Christians with Torah, CWTs, and, and that's, that's something that you have to be proud of and be happy about because it's true. Because because of ignorance and immaturity and, 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 and people not wanting to do it, that's them. Right. But we're here to confirm the words of the Torah, everybody. We're here to confirm it. And we need to find Yeshua in the Torah because he is the Torah. He was the word made flesh and dwelt among us. Right. Don't be ashamed. Think about all these conversations that people are having right now. You could turn on any cable network, ESPN. They're talking about NFL football all day long, college football all day long. They're talking about stuff all day long. These cooking shows, they're cooking all day long. Oh. Where's the Torah show, Ryan? <laughs> Where is the Torah show? Uh, Let's talk about Torah all day long because it says to do that. <laughs> when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you get up, when you eat. Okay, come on, people. I mean, you know, think about this. We need to start having stimulating conversations. We need to be passionate about this and encouraging people that Torah makes a better life. Right. So it's interesting, just a little cross-reference to this verse. You know, cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say amen. You know, um, the question would be, did Yeshua, uh, did he agree with this or not? Right now, I would argue that he, he gave these words to Moses, um, but it says here in Matthew 5, 17 uh, through 19, it says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am come not to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass away, uh, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from, uh, from the law till all be fulfilled. And whosoever shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men so shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall, uh, shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So it's pretty clear. Um, he says it three different ways there, Yeshua does, that uh, don't think that I've come to destroy the law, I've come to fulfill it. So if you're fulfilling the requirements of the law, does that mean that the law is somehow now done away with? Well, that would be like President Trump saying, hey, I fulfilled the Constitution, and now the Constitution is done away with. Like, get, come on, get that, those... It, that argument doesn't hold water even in any way, shape, or form. But then, you know, it, it begs a question, did something change? And I think it's kind of cool because um, we're going to read, you know, we, we read some curses already, and we're going to read blessings, and we're going to read curses. And a lot of times what happens is I think that somehow it's been misconstrued by reading Paul's words. And we just talked about how important Paul's words are. It's been misconstrued that somehow the Torah is a curse in and of itself. Does the Torah have curses in it? Yeah, it tells you. If you if you don't keep the covenant, 
then there are curses involved. It's with unavoidable. That. The right. blessings and the curses are unavoidable, Ryan. And we discussed this last night that they're unavoidable. That's right. And they're so, coming. They are absolutely. And so um, he, here's the one point. So obviously, if you get into Galatians chapter three, I know that a lot of people take this stuff um, out of context and whatnot. But I want to read one verse for you guys. Um, chapter three, verse thirteen. It says, "Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law." being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. And uh, verse 14, That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the idea here is not that the, the law is a curse, but that the curse was put upon Yeshua on our behalf. Because why? Because we broke the covenant. That's what was above his head, the charges against us. Right. He, he took... But he we, took it because we didn't do it. The bottom line is is he is hanging on the tree because he's taking the curse that we rightfully deserve that's laid out in the Torah. Keeping the Torah. He's, he's keeping the Torah. This is a way for him to show us that he so much believes in the Torah that he's willing to die in accordance with the Torah, that he doesn't change, right? That he didn't just change his mind, that he's not just, um, you know, uh, wishy-washy, and he's not, you know, talking out of both sides of his mouth. When he says his covenant is forever, he means forever. And so in accordance with his covenant, which we went over last week about how, um, how the marriage and the divorce and then the, the remarriage was only possible through his death, burial, and resurrection, that now we also see that the curses that we're about to read and, uh, are, are put upon him on our behalf. Why? Because otherwise they would be on us and there wouldn't be any of us left. That's good, Ryan. And so the blessings for obedience can be found in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 14. The blessings are stated here, and I'm going to have Ryan read, uh, and just for the sake of time, he's going to read verses 1 through 9 in regard to the blessing for obedience. So check it out, everybody. All right, it says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of, the sh of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They, they shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the, the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee. If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. Wow. I know, man. That's so, so here good we go. Stuff. Listen, when it's really good, it's good. Yeah, it is. Just, there's just 14 verses there to continue on. But, you know, I'll tell you what was going to overtake the children of Israel if they were obedient to the Lord. I'm going to tell you what was going to overtake the children of Israel. Blessings. Come on. Blessings. They just come. When you're obedient, they just come. Right. You know, when you just change your life a little bit, they come. The children of Israel shall be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. People would be afraid of Israel. 
And that's what's happening in this movement a lot of times, you know. Our fellow evangelical, our fellow Christians are afraid of us because of we're, you know, we're, we're doing this, we're, we're having a different lifestyle and everything, and they're intimidated. Remember, people always criticize what they don't understand. That's right. But remember, it's a choice. We're not making people live this lifestyle. We're not making people do anything. We choose to live this way, and we respect what you're doing, but respect what we're doing. This is how we express our faith through the Hebrews and the Christian faith. Come on, somebody. Come on. The Lord wills. Somebody. Now, the children of Israel would be plenteous in three areas. In the fruit of the body, in the fruit of their cattle, in the fruit of the ground. Check that out. You know, I guess, uh, you know, you got to be careful there because, uh, you know, uh, you could say uh, plenteous in three, uh, fruit of the loom. But it's fruit of the body, fruit of the womb. So, you know, uh, so anyway, just something to think about. A little side note there. But, you know. It says right here in Deuteronomy 28, 13, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. So what happens, brothers and sisters, when you read the Torah, you learn about his commandments, and then he gives you the Holy Spirit to do these things, to do these things. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, I agree 100%. I would actually even venture to say that the the Holy Spirit's job, as is kind of meted out in the scriptures, is to uh, convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, right? And uh, and that's Yeshua's words. And so, if anything, the Holy Spirit is a comforter and a helper. A helper to do what? To keep the covenant. The Holy Spirit helps us keep the covenant. And uh, I think that if we are using the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit does other things, it doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit is not able to do that. And uh, I will say this. Um, one of the things that I think gets misunderstood is that we're into, uh, in some way, shape, or form, works for salvation. And let me just go ahead and tell you, we are not into works for salvation. Salvation is through faith in Yeshua, right? We are saved through our faith in Yeshua, not of works, right? Lest any man should boast. However, that does not mean that we don't have salvation-based works, the fruit of our salvation once we are saved. Um, We become sons and daughters. We become the stewards of the law of the king because we are the heirs (laughs) to the kingdom. I mean, come on. So we get 14 verses of blessings, and now all of a sudden... You know, what will come upon the children of Israel if they do not listen to the voice of the Lord and keep his commandments? Remember, the voice of the Lord and keep his commandments. All these curses. All these curses. So now we're going to go into, we're not even going to do a special reading for this because it's pretty, it's pretty. Yeah, this is bad stuff. It's pretty bad. So Uh, here's what I'll say. It's verses 15 to 68. Okay. So now you have 54 verses on the curses. Yeah. So, you know, it's like Murphy's Law, you know, something bad can happen, it just it's it gonna just, happen. It just it just stacks up, you know. Yep. But when good happens, man, it's good. Oh, it doesn't yeah. have to be very exaggerating or when it's good, it's good. But and when enjoy it's bad, it and celebrate oh, it's bad, it. You know? Yeah. So here we go. Uh, now the heaven will be like brass and the earth like iron if the children of Israel are disobedient. Oh. You know. Uh, and then of course some examples here we have in Deuteronomy twenty eight thirty. Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. 
you know, it's like having the uh, holes in your pockets, you know, because yeah. you're, you're robbing God of the tithe, you know. Yeah, and, and proof and so. proof that Yeshua took our curse is this is exactly what happened to him. He betrothed the wife, and another man laid with her, right? Because that's that's right. us. That's right. right. That's, that's the idolatry of adultery. and the adultery. adultery is what really killed Jesus. Correct. And put him on the cross. You know, the bottom line. So it goes on to say, if the children of Israel were disobedient, a sore botch that cannot be healed was going to, to of course, appear from the sole of the foot to the top of the head. Oof. You know. And we have so many dermatologists rough. today. That sounds rough. But anyway, the, the skin doctor. But yeah, imagine that. Who wants that? Mm, not me. In their disobedience, the locusts would consume the crops after they were planted. How frustrating is that, you know? That was like the year that Libby grew wheat. And the squirrels came in and ate it all. Oh, the squirrels. On our property. We thought, well, we'll let's grow some wheat. And the squirrels came in and birds, and they just devoured it. I will say this. You know, when I, growing up in Florida, there's squirrels all over the place, and they're these cute little things, you know. They're called tree rats. They are. They're rodents. And, you know, once you have a farm of any sort and you have, you know, livestock or crops or anything like that, very quickly you start to look at certain animals as, like, the only good squirrel is a dead squirrel, you know? Now, now don't talk like well, that. Well, but you know? I feel that way about raccoons because the raccoons will sneak into your chicken coop and they'll just behead your chickens, right? So it's it's literally it's the chickens or the raccoons. you got to pick which one it is, you know? You, you, Interesting. You, you can't have both. Well, look at this. With your you know, wheat. I had raccoons go into my pond out front and have sushi. They ate my koi. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's the point. Think about this. The squirrels, the tree rats, as you so uh, delicately called them, yeah, uh, they eat up the wheat. You know, so what? What you grow your wheat? You're working hard. I'm telling and you. And then once you have fruit on it, prematurely, here comes the. I'm, the, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. In Deuteronomy 28:45, moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep His commandments. And his statutes, which he commanded thee. Amen. So let me Amen. just encourage all of you that are in the Hebrews, the Christian faith movement. You know, you've chosen this path. You've chosen this life. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, you know, it's not a fad. It's a way of life. Right. You know, and so God is allowing us to walk in this manner. And he's bringing Jewish people into our life that are recognizing us for such. We're called righteous Gentiles among them. So, you know, it goes on to say this as well. You know, think about it. Your, your own personal life is messed up, your home, your crops. Well, the Lord promised to bring a nation from far away to destroy his people if they were disobedient. Now, in hindsight, can we look at this? Yes. Now, in Amos, it says one of the last verses. Maybe you can go there, Ryan. I can go to famous I wanna, Amos. I want to encourage you as we're, this is kind of a downer, this particular part. You know, no one wants to hear about the bad news. But the bottom line is that there's a verse in Amos in, in the very last uh chapter last verse i believe it is that he would never ever again scatter his people he says here in uh it's a uh, chapter 9 verse 15 he says and i will plant them upon their land and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land which i have given them saith the lord thy god wow and, and even that's right, good news folks yeah verse 14 that's is, good news but for before that right so it says behold the days come saith the lord that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him that soweth seed and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. 
and I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the that Lord. That is awesome. That's good stuff. So, you know, think about these, these world empires. You had, of course, Assyria, Egypt, you have Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, and now this revived Roman Empire. Think about it. Uh, Israel surrounded by enemies. Never again will they be scattered. That's the good news. I want to throw that in here. But, of course, we have in here as well, this is something that's kind of surreal, but the children of Israel would have to eat their own sons and daughters if surrounded by their enemies. This is, of course, documented in the Old Testament that it happened uh, during the first uh, temple destruction and also the second one with Titus through uh, Josephus, the Jewish historian, that this actually took place. People had to eat their children. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, you know, in hindsight, you know, we can look back now and think, oh, they would never do this. But if God says don't do it, like bestiality, men would do it. People would do it. Yeah. So you think, well, why is this in there? Well, because the depravity of man would take them so low that it would actually cause them to, to do these great sins. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in Deuteronomy uh, 28, 64, it says, And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth even unto the other, and there shalt serve other gods. And there thou shalt serve other gods which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. So there you have it. Once again, how many verses uh, are curses, but 54. How many are the blessing? Uh, 14. So, wow, 54 verses. Go back and check it out for yourself. Read it. And we can say in hindsight, man, this all happened to the Jewish people. Yeah. This truly did take place. You know, what the nations did to them. And now they're, now they're, they're coming out of this and they have their own land and, and they have Jerusalem, and now the, the Gentiles are coming alongside the Jewish people saying, hey, we know that God is with you. And it says that 10 men will grab him who is a Jew, grab his seats and say, hey, we know God is with you. And that's what's happening with us, Ryan. That's exactly what we're doing. So we're going to move forward here and, and leave it on a good note. Uh, and we have, of course, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 1 through 9, we have the covenant renewal here, some, some good news, some interesting things here. And Ryan's going to go ahead and finish up and read that, and we'll conclude. All right, here it says, These are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make the children of Israel in the land of Moab beside the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. And Moses called unto all Israel and said unto them, Ye have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt unto Pharaoh and unto all his servants and unto his land, unto all his land, the great temptations which thine eyes have seen, the signs and those great miracles. Yet the Lord hath not given you a heart to perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear unto this day. And I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxen old upon you, and thy shoe is not waxen old upon thy foot. Ye have not eaten bread, neither have you drunk wine or strong drink, that ye might know that I am the Lord your God. And when ye came unto this place in Sihon, the king of Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us into battle, and we smote them. And we took their land and gave it for an inheritance unto the Reubenites and the Gadites and half tribe of Manasseh. Keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them, that ye may prosper in all that ye do. Wow, check that out, man. So what two things did not wear out while the children of Israel were in the wilderness? Their clothes and their shoes. Their clothes and their shoes. And of course, we're reminded that the two kings killed by the children of Israel east of the Jordan were King Sion of Heshbon and King Og of Bashan. Amen. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. And of course, we can conclude with, uh, with this covenant renewal. 
What two lessons can be learned from the Torah portion Kitavo when you enter? From a consensus of the group, and I would like to share my two. Uh, basically, number one, God's people are a unique possession that need to hear his voice and keep his commandments. Once again, if you want to be that unique possession, if you want to be that unique person, you know, I think about the Wallers, uh, Tommy and Sherry Waller. I just think about them and what, what a unique possession they are unto the Lord, a secular, because they heard God's voice and they obeyed and keep his commandments. And here they are on Mount Gerizim, Hayovel's uh, camp is set up right there. There's vineyards on Mount Gerizim. They, 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 they're going to harvest those as well. And here's a, here's a man and woman, a husband and wife and their children, who heard God's voice and keep his commandments, Ryan. And after over 10 years now, so many tons of grace have been produced. And how many Jewish farmers did they help? Literally producing fruit. So that's number one. Uh, God's people are a unique possession that need to hear God's voice and keep his commandments. Uh, number two, um, it's unavoidable, the blessings and the cursings. It is unavoidable. It's coming. But it's your choice to be obedient or disobedient, to choose life or death, heaven or hell. It's your choice. And that's the conclusion of this Torah portion. Ryan, any last thoughts? So one of the things that stands out to me is that this covenant is all about when you enter, right? So it's kitavo means when you enter. And it, it, it brings me to mind that uh, the idea of when you enter, you're entering the promised land, that this is the idea of salvation, that I was saved, I was brought into the promised land. And so I see that kind of as a parallel. And what I think is that the, the responsibilities for those that have been given the great gift of salvation and the picture that we look at is to keep the covenant and to keep the commandments of God. And so it doesn't make sense that somebody would keep the commandments of God until they are saved. And so I just find it, it hard to digest the idea that we somehow become saved and then don't keep the commandments of God. <laughs> You know, it's in reverse order. And I just feel like that that's a recipe for you to end up at verse 64. And it says, And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth unto the other. And there you shall serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. And so that's exactly what happens to us, right? It's what happens to us every time. We don't keep the commandments of God. And guess what? We end up wayward. We end up headed on the broad path, right? The one that leads to destruction that many find. And I just, I just believe in my heart that when we have the Holy Spirit, that it not only gives us those weightier matters, but then it takes us to that next level where we find the Torah and we're able to, to keep the commandments of God in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. And so that's really the one big thing that I have um, is the idea of when you enter, that you're entering into the promised land, that when you receive the gift of God, of salvation, that, that now is when the commandments of God become relevant, not before. Uh, but when you become one of his sons and daughters and you enter into the family of God. So that's what I have. That's interesting. And just a little reminder that right now, Israel's having their election, right? Oh, yeah. To form a parliament or the next prime minister. So we know Benjamin Netanyahu has been in there some time now. So we'll uh, see what happens. Please keep Israel in your prayers. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, you know, uh, he made a campaign promise that if he was elected prime minister or if he could form a coalition— he would bring annexation to Judea and Samaria. So that's interesting. So once again, uh, that means giving them rights, declaring it. You know, it's not, it's not going to be questionable. Uh, you wouldn't be able to be removed, to say, to say the least. So once again, uh, keep that in your prayers. You know, let's see what happens. And uh, appreciate all of you listening to the podcast. Be encouraged. Get alone with the Father. 
the Holy Spirit will bear witness to what we're saying, to the Word of God, and to what He's doing throughout this earth. So because of this podcast that the Father has provided us, and I thank Ryan for, for being faithful and putting it together and doing all the tech stuff, you know, and uh, we're there. We're there, everyone. We need to hear His voice, fear God, keep His commandments. That's actually the conclusion of the book of Ecclesiastes, but it's also fitting for today. So don't take it lightly what He's given you and, and what's inside of you. Don't take it lightly. Enjoy it. You're, you're a special jewel. No one can snatch you out of His hand, but you can jump out of His hand. You can squirm your way out of His hand, but just stay in His hand, you know. And that's where the nail scars are. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Awesome. Thanks for listening. couple uh, reminders as we had at the beginning of the podcast. Um, our Yom Teruah celebrations, we have two of them. The first one on Sunday, September 29th at 6 p.m. Uh, that is the night of the trumpet blast, uh, the nation's night where everybody should wear their nation's garments. And remember, the theme is the gates are open. And then on Monday, September 30th, the next evening at 7 p.m., the theme is Yeshua reigns. And so um, we have two celebrations for Yom Teruah, so we invite you guys to come out. We would love to have you. Uh, and if you are not local to us, you can live stream with us and participate with us. We've been, we got some pictures uh, of some folks the other day uh, watching the pod, uh, not the podcast, watching the service online, dancing in their living room with a big screen TV, watching the service on it. And I just got to tell you guys that that brings us such joy to connect with you guys from around the world uh, that believe in, in what we're doing and that believe the same way that we do, that there's other people out there. Uh, and we just love you, and we just want to extend a hand out to you. If you need anything, go ahead and uh, reach out to us, which you can reach me at ryan at topraise.net, ryan at topraise.net. Uh, you can call the office um, at 813-654-2222. And um, if uh, you want to watch the services online, you go to topraise.net, where you can go to the live tab or any of our social media platforms, and you can catch us there live every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We love you guys. Have a great week.